broadcasting all around the globe. Welcome to the Bitcoin Digital Money Show, where we talk everything Bitcoin and crypto related with your hostess, early Bitcoin adopter, serial entrepreneur, and freedom crypto capitalist, Cashflow Queen, Kenitra. For more content, visit us at www.bitcoindigitalmoney.com. Please remember, we do not offer securities, investments, tax, or any legal advice. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to another episode. In this episode, what we're going to um, actually discuss is we're going to discuss the FATF public statement and the information that surrounds their um, recommendations as far as virtual assets are concerned. So as you can see, I am on the FATF website and we're going to go through their public statement here and we're also going to look at um, the article from Coindesk, which actually uh, really put me on notice as far as what's taking place uh, with the FATF. And then uh, towards the end here, we'll make sense of, of all of this. Okay, so let's go here. All right, so just going to read the article. Recognizing the need to adequately mitigate the money laundering and terrorist financing risk associated with virtual asset activities, the FATF is setting out more detailed implementation requirements for effective regulation and supervision monitoring of virtual asset service providers. FATF has therefore been working on an interpretive note to Recommendation 15. FATF had amended Recommendation 15 in October 2018 to clarify how the FATF standards apply to activities or operations involving virtual assets. The text of the new interpretive note has been finalized and will be formally adopted as part of the FATF standards in June 2019, which as we are uh, recording this episode has already passed. Paragraph 7B of the interpretive note has not yet been finalized because it will benefit from private sector consultations to be conducted in May. It may be considered further to reflect technical implementation considerations for final adoption in June 2019. The FATF invites private sector entities and other experts to provide written comments on paragraph 7B, which now uh, those uh, it's actually now closed for comments. All right, so let's dig in. Draft interpretive note to FATF recommendation 15. Number one, for the purpose of applying <clears throat> the FATF recommendations, countries should consider virtual assets. Okay, folks, virtual assets. We're talking about Bitcoin here. As property, proceeds, funds, funds or other assets or other corresponding value countries should apply the relevant measures under the FATF recommendations to virtual assets and virtual asset service providers. Okay, so now we know uh, the acronym VASP, VASP, means Virtual Asset Service Provider. Clause number two, in accordance with recommendation one, country should identify, assess, and understand the money laundering and terrorist financing risk emerging from virtual asset activities and the activities or operations of VASP. Based on the assessment, countries should apply a risk-based approach to ensure that measures to prevent 
or to mitigate money laundering and terrorist financing are commensurate with the risk identified. Countries should require VASP to identify, assess, and take effective action to mitigate their money laundering and terrorist financing risks. Clause 3. VASP should be required to be licensed or registered. At a minimum, VASP should be required to be licensed or registered in the jurisdiction where they are created. In cases where the VASP is a natural person, they should be required to be licensed or registered in the jurisdiction where their place of business is located. Jurisdictions may also require VASP to offer products and or services to customers in or conduct operations from their jurisdiction to be licensed or registered in this jurisdiction. Competent authorities should take the necessary legal or regulatory measures to prevent criminals or their associates from holding or being the beneficial owner of a significant or controlling interest or holding a management function in a VASP. Countries should take action to identify natural or legal persons that carry out VASP activities without the requisite license or registration and apply appropriate sanctions. Clause 4. A country need not impose a separate licensing or registration system with respect to natural legal persons already licensed or registered as financial institutions as defined by the FATF recommendations. Within that country, which under such license or registration are permitted to perform VASP activities and which are already subject to the full range of applicable obligations under the FATF recommendations. Clause 5. Countries should ensure that VASP are subject to adequate regulation and supervision of monitoring for AML slash CFT and are effectively implementing the relevant FATF recommendations to mitigate money laundering and terrorist financing risk emerging from virtual assets. VASP should be subject to effective systems for monitoring and ensuring compliance with national AML CFT requirements. VASP should be supervised or monitored by a competent authority, not a SRB, which should conduct risk-based supervision or monitoring. Supervisors should have adequate powers to supervise or monitor and ensure compliance by VASP with the requirements to combat money laundering and terrorist financing, including the authority to conduct inspections, compel the production of information, and impose sanctions. Supervisors should have powers to impose a range of disciplinary and financial sanctions, including the power to withdraw, restrict, or suspend the VASP license or registrations where applicable. Clause 6. Countries should ensure that there is a range of effective, proportionate, and dissuasive sanctions, whether criminal, civil, or administrative, available to deal with VASPs that fail to comply with AML-CFT requirements. In line with Recommendation 35, sanctions should be applicable not only to VASPs, but also to their directors and senior management. That statement right there is a lot of pressure that's being put on cryptocurrency exchanges. And again, we'll dig in and we will uh, dissect what all of this is saying in layman's terms. But let me just get through the document. Clause 7. With respect to preventive measures, the requirements set out in recommendations 10 to 21 apply to VAST subject to the following qualifications. A. The occasional transactions designated threshold above which VASP are required to conduct CDZ, CDD is USD slash Euro 1000. B. 
Countries should ensure that originating vast obtaining whole requiring accurate originator information and require beneficiary information on virtual asset transfers. Submit the above information to beneficiary VASP and counter counterparts and make it available on request to appropriate authorities. It is not necessary for this information to be attached directly to virtual asset transfers. Countries should ensure that beneficiary VASP obtaining whole require originated information and require an accurate beneficiary information on virtual asset transfers and make it available on request to appropriate authorities. Other requirements of R.16, including monitoring of the availability of information and taking freezing action and prohibited transactions with designated persons and entities apply on the same basis as set out in R.16. Clause 8, last clause. Clause 8, countries should rapidly, constructively, and effectively provide the widest possible range of international cooperation in relation to money laundering predicate offenses and tariffs financing related to virtual assets on the basis set out in recommendations 37 to 40. In particular, supervisors of VAS should exchange information promptly and constructively with their foreign counterparts, regardless of the supervisor's nature of status and differences in the nomenclature or status of VAS. One, references to creating a legal person, including incorporation of companies or any other mechanism that is used. Two, as defined in INR.16, paragraph six, or the equivalent information in a virtual asset context. Whew, that was a mouthful. All right, um, and then there is a document here uh, that you can download, PDF, and it says more on FATF recommendations. That is a 134 page document that goes even further in um, explanation as far as what all of this means. Okay, so now let's switch gears. I just wanted to read the, 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 the legal jargon from the FATF. Now let's, let's switch gears and go to Coindesk article and we can kind of talk in layman's terms with their article. Uh, also just as an update right now, the Bitcoin price is hovering around 12,552 US dollars, which over the last 24 hours to 48 hours, that has gone from around 11,000 to about 12.5. So um, looks like there's a little bull run that's taking place. All right, so I'm on Coindesk website. Again, I will have all the links to everything in the show notes so that you can uh, go through this information for yourself as well so that you know exactly um, what's taking place. And really, what, in my opinion, Bitcoin itself cannot be censored. It cannot be controlled. Um, government, regulators, banks, they are accustomed to having a monopoly on all of our financial information. And because Bitcoin is an algorithm, it is simply math, ones and zeros, and it's set up in a way that the network is distributed and decentralized. It's um, uncensored, so to speak. And um, the value transfers from P2P, peer-to-peer, person-to-person, with no third-party interference, um, as we see that that makes regulators, that makes these various entities that are accustomed 
to having control, it makes them a bit nervous. So because Bitcoin itself, the Bitcoin blockchain itself cannot be censored, cannot be regulated, cannot be controlled, what's taking place is all of your on-ramps and off-ramps, meaning the way that you would purchase Bitcoin via a cryptocurrency exchange or the way that you would leave the Bitcoin ecosystem and go back into the fiat world would be the exact same thing. So your on-ramps and your off-ramps are now being heavily regulated as we just read. But let's look at Coindesk. Coindex has a more layman's term explanation of uh, what all I just read to you. So Coindex uh, article, all global crypto exchanges must now share customers' data, FATF rules. So let's take a look at this. This article was written June 21, 2019. A powerful intergovernmental organization devoted to combating money laundering and terrorism financing has finalized its recommendations on, let me, let me make this a little bit bigger. Yeah, we'll make this a little bit bigger. There we go. Okay, so a powerful intergovernmental organization devoted to combating money laundering and terrorism has terrorism financing has finalized its recommendations on regulating cryptocurrencies for its 37 member countries. As expected, the Financial Action Task Force standards released Friday include a controversial requirement that virtual asset service providers, VASPs, including crypto exchanges, pass information about their customers to one another when transferring funds between firms. The final recommendation makes official to the contentious part of FATF's February proposal saying countries should make sure that when crypto businesses send money, they quote, obtain and hold required and accurate originator sender information and required beneficiary recipient information and submit the information to beneficiary institutions, if any. Further, countries, countries should ensure that beneficiary institutions obtain and hold required, not necessarily accurate, originator information and required and accurate beneficiary information. So, under the new guidance, the required information for each transfer Okay, this is where the rubber meets the road. Under the new guidance, the required information for each transfer includes one, originator's name, the sending customer. Two, originator's account number where such an account is used to process the transaction. Example, the VA wallet. Three, originator's physical geographical address or national identity number or customer identification number, not a transaction number, that uniquely identifies the originator to the ordering institution or date and place, place of birth. Four, beneficiary's name. And five, beneficiary account number where such an account is used to process the transaction. Example, the VA wallet. Calling uh, the threat of criminal and terrorist misuse of virtual assets a serious and urgent issue, FATF said in a public statement <clears throat> that it will give countries 12 months to adopt the guidelines with the review set for June 2020. 
The so-called travel rule is a long-standing requirement for international banks when sending each other money on customers' behalf, but blockchain industry advocates argued it would be onerous, if not impossible, to put into practice with crypto, harmful to user privacy and counterproductive to law enforcement goals. Enforcement recommendations. The guidelines also suggest that individuals using crypto wallets to transmit value could be designated VAFs and thus subject to licensing requirements, at least if they do so as a business. Quote, in cases where the VASP is a natural person, it should be required to be licensed or registered in the jurisdiction where its place of business is located. The determination of which may include several factors for consideration by countries, end quote, the document says. Individuals are not VASP if they use crypto to buy goods or services or if they make a one-off exchange or transfer, FATF said. FATF is also giving countries the option of requiring foreign VAFs that provide products or services within their jurisdiction to register with the appropriate authorities. Competent authorities should take the necessary legal or regulatory measures to prevent criminals or their association from holding or being the beneficial owner of a significant or controlling interest of holding a management function in a VAFs, the guidance states elsewhere. Such measures should include requiring VAFs to seek authorities, prior approval for substantive changes in shareholders' business operation instructions it asks. For enforcement purposes, FATF recommends that countries consider using open source information and web scraping tools to identify unregistered or unlicensed operations advertising their services. Authorities should also consider public feedback, information from reporting institutions, and non-publicly available information such as intelligence or law enforcement reports. The guidance even addresses services designed to obfuscate the origin of crypto transfers, saying nations should make that make sure that providers can either manage or mitigate the risk of transfer that use mixers that use mixers. Oh yeah, yeah, talking about the uh, sort of privacy coins, or you can even use mixers with uh, within Bitcoin tumblers or similar tools to kind of. Uh, just off of, the, off of the article for a minute, just me talking to you. Uh, mixers and tumblers and similar tools, what they're talking about is uh, when you send uh, a Bitcoin transaction, you can have these tools to uh, secure the privacy so the IP address is not revealed, the origination is not revealed, and then uh, the destination is also not revealed. So to give you complete privacy, because Bitcoin as it stands is a pseudo-anonymous uh, 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 blockchain. Okay. If the VASP cannot manage and mitigate the risk posed by engaging in such activities, then the VASP should not be permitted to engage in such, such activities, the document reads. VASP should also be able to freeze or prohibit transactions with sanctioned individuals, FATF said. Short-term impact. Data analytics company Chain, uh, Chainalysis, among others, has warned that instead of more transparency, the now official rule would spur service to shut down or drop off the radar. But despite hearing such concerns at a private sector consultation meeting in Vienna last month, which drew 300 attendees, the FATF, led by the United States, pressed ahead. By adopting the standards and guidelines agreed to this week, the FATF will make sure that virtual asset service providers do not operate in the dark shadows. U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Nuchin said in remarks to the FATF plenary session held Friday in Orlando, Florida. This will help the fintech sector stay one step ahead of rogue regimes and sympathizers of illicit causes, he said, adding. 
we will not allow cryptocurrency to become the equivalent of a secret numbered account. And we will allow for proper use, but we will not tolerate the continued use for illicit activities. I've, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to that statement. Let me finish the article. To be clear, FATS recommendations for anti-money laundering policies are not binding. Member countries adopt them by passing legislation or writing regulations. However, countries that fall egregiously out of compliance with FATF standards get put on a blacklist, making them radioactive to foreign investment. The crypto guidelines come a week ahead of the annual G20 summit in Osaka, Japan on June 28 to 29. The G20, comprised of 19 countries and the European Union, has been pushing for international harmonization of crypto regulations. The guidelines also come just before the United States one-year presidency of the FATF ends on June 30th. Marshall Billingsley, the U.S. Treasury official who holds the rotating posts, has listed applying FATF standards to virtual currency among his top priorities. And this article was updated June 21st. It says details were added to the passage about designation certain individuals as VAFs. Okay, so what does all of this mean? All right, so getting back to this one quote here, we will not allow cryptocurrency to become equivalent of a secret numbered account. And we will allow for proper use, but we will not tolerate the continued use for illicit activities. I'm all for, um, I'm all for regulation of criminals, right? I, I am, I am all for that. Um, however, what what happens with this type of regulation is you're you're throwing, you're, you're you're throwing a blanket on everyone, so everyone is deemed a criminal um, with your regulation. So what this really boils down to, and this is what you know we've been preaching here on the podcast show and, and even uh, just individually uh, me working with, working with uh, my clients, we've always said that it's not good Bitcoin hygiene for you to leave your assets on an exchange. If you do not have your assets in your possession, in your possession, right, with your private keys, then technically you do not own the asset, period. You do not own the asset. So you want to, if you have not been having proper Bitcoin hygiene, meaning you go onto an exchange, you buy, you trade, and you let your assets sit there on that exchange, that's not Bitcoin hygiene, all right? What you want to do is you want to make sure that you're not leaving anything on exchanges, none of your assets on exchanges. You're either... Uh, putting them into your own online wallet, or uh, even better, putting them or transferring those coins to your cold wallet that's offline, right, for maximum security. So, um, yeah, this is this is pretty, pretty interesting here. Um, and again, you know, because Bitcoin itself can't be censored, controlled, uh, or manipulated uh, by regulators, then they have to manipulate uh, those entities that adhere to their author authorship, authorship, however it is that you say that. And that's exactly what they're doing here. So um, very, 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 very interesting. So hopefully uh, this, this episode will really drive home for you the fact that you need to control your own assets. You need to hold your own private keys and you need to hold your own coins. Okay, so again, in the show notes, you can have uh, all the links there so you can go through the information for yourself. Also, um, 
if you're not on Twitter and, and you're in Bitcoin, there is a whole crypt. We 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 call it uh, crypto Twitter crypto, and um, there's a whole really community of uh, Bitcoin early adopters, Bitcoin enthusiasts. We share information back and forth. I would encourage you um, to get on there. You can connect with me. I'm at cashflow underscore queen and I can send you some of the best people that I've been following since 2012 sharing information back and forth so that you can stay educated. You can stay on top of the information um, so that you can always know the best moves that you need to make. Okay. All right. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, I know it was, uh, it, it, it was a bit tough with all the legal jargon, but uh, we had to get it out there and we had to get it documented. So uh, make sure that you like, subscribe to the show, leave a review for the show, and I will see you in the next upcoming episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Bitcoin Digital Money Show. Remember to like, subscribe, and share the show with others. For more behind-the-scenes and in-depth content, please visit us at www.bitcoindigitalmoney.com. And remember, if cash flow is king, then bitcoinisqueen.com.